the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. Well, I, I know I am rejoicing because I'm rejoicing in the Lord. But boy, my heart is so heavy. I feel like this entire week I've just been maybe not crying, but, but tears are in my eyes the entire week. It's just been so strong. But we'll talk about it. Uh, I'll try and talk about it at any rate. But before we talk about it, let's pray. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King. Lord, we love you and praise you and know that you're in control. We know, Lord, that we are to trust you in all things. And Father, I pray, I pray for what's going on in Israel and in Gaza. I pray, Lord, for peace. I pray, Father, for justice, your justice, Lord. I pray, Father, for compassion. I pray for wisdom, tremendous wisdom, Lord. Father, I, I just ask, Lord, I, I don't even know how to pray. I pray that the hostages come home and that they are safe. I, I pray that if Hamas continually, or if they want to, kill all Israelis and wipe them off the face of the earth, then I pray, Lord, according to your word, that you will take care of them. And so, Father, I pray. I pray also for the mounting hatred we see in the United States against Jewish people and Israel. I pray, Lord, for that to be resolved. I pray, Lord, for the tremendous anger and hatred that seems to be on the college campuses and, and other places. So, Lord, um, we're asking you for grace and mercy. We're asking you for resolution. I'm asking, Lord, that we as believers know how to react to these things, both verbally and with action. And so I ask that you would be glorified by us as we have made a commitment to follow you. Show us what this, what that commitment means in these perilous days. So, Father, we bless you, honor you, and worship you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay, uh, well... 
we are not actually going to do an event on the 29th. We couldn't get it together, and we are still having problems finding what I would consider large churches to help us host uh, Bless Israel events or Stand With Israel events. So what we're going to do is uh, a smaller event that you're invited to, Sunday, November 5th at the North Stroud Park in St. Pete, uh, across from the Vinoy Hotel, from 3 to 5. And uh, next week I'll give you even instructions on where to park. There are certain parking uh, areas, because parking can be difficult down there, that are very inexpensive and that we can park there. And they, we know about 2,000 parking spaces. So I'm sure we'll be able to fit you in. And um, so I'm asking if you love Israel and if you want to support Israel with, with a banner, with a flag, with just coming, with, uh, we're going to have praise and worship. We're going to have uh, speakers. Um, and uh, I believe we're going to have media coverage, and we're just going to see what God does. But look, we, we want to have a crowd. We believe that's the best way to speak to the Tampa Bay and St. Pete area. And so if you would join us, it would be tremendous. Come with posters, wear blue and white. <laughs> uh, Look, we'll have a good time. And I'd like to keep you informed about our Israel events. Certainly, you can do that through this radio program. Um, or uh, you can call our office and get on our mailing list. Um, that would be 813-831-5673. We'd love for you to come to our services as well. We'd love for you. Uh, look, there, there's so much. I mean, <laughs> we, we'd love for you to pray for our ministry. Uh, we ha- we'd love for you to support it financially. Uh, again, you can call our office. Um, it helps pay the bills, yes. <laughs> and uh, this is a great time uh, where I believe we are to go out to churches and speak about Israel and talk about the biblical understanding of why Israel is is a nation before God. Um, so there's so much. Um, please consider also uh, calling the office and asking for the booklet on praying for Israel. You also can ask, uh, if you just ask for the package, you'll also get a timeline which shows uh, from the beginning of when Israel was on the land um, and uh, to the present day. You'll also get four or five articles from different leaders of different groups uh, of why Israel has the right to the land. So call our office, 813 you know, as I mentioned before, it's hard for me not to cry as I see what's going on in Israel, but also what's going on here in the States and in the world. Uh, the anti-Semitism is off the charts, and there is tremendous hatred being spewed out on a regular basis. Believe it or not, there's an opportunity 
for us, the believers, to stand up because we can see that believers are the next group. Christians will be the next group that haters will come after. And the church and all the believers in Messiah must stand up for Israel in this time of their need. Yes, what has happened in Israel is often beyond, awful beyond words. It's not only the suffering that is going on in Israel, but there's suffering in Palestine as well. Look, wherever families are being displaced and hurt by their children or parents or siblings or are dying, there's tremendous suffering. It's my hope and my prayer that Hamas doesn't represent the Palestinian people. However, the hatred seems so great and the indoctrination is at every level of their society. I'm not sure they could change the Hamas leadership even if they have the opportunity. And I'm not sure they want to. I I don't know. But also hurting my heart is the tremendous Jew hatred in the United States. We see this on college campuses dramatically. I realize that most people probably don't feel that way, but certainly the crowd that does is powerful and loud. Last week I talked about prayer. I can't see anything that is more important than praying for Israel and praying for our country. The only one who can fix these problems are God. They are so deeply entrenched in the heart of people that this is, a, this is only a God issue. I ask you to spend a lot of time with him, crying out for his grace and his mercy. I believe the reason this is happening is that Hasatan, which is Satan, right, has a greater grip on people because of the tremendous sin that people are involved in. We know how Scripture, uh, from Scripture, that that God's promise to the people of Israel is is for the land of Israel. We see in Jeremiah thirty one, starting with verse thirty four, it says. Thus says Adonai, who gives the sun as a light by day and the fixed order of the moon and the stars as a light by night, who stirs up the sea so it waves, its waves roar. Adonai Tzivot is his name. Only if this fixed order departs from me, it is a declaration of Adonai, then also might Israel's offspring cease from being a nation before me for all time. And then it's kind of repeated in verse 36. Thus says Adonai, only if heaven above can be measured and found the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, then also I will cast off the offspring of Israel for all they have done. It is a declaration of Adonai. So Hasatan is trying to make God a liar. He is pushing many people to try and get rid of Israel and the Jewish people. That's why prayer is so important. This is a spiritual battle, and we have to bind up any authority that Hasatan thinks he has and overcome what he is trying to do. And we accomplish this in prayer by the blood of the Lamb, Yeshua. 
Now, you have to understand that if you don't agree with me in this part, in the, that this is a spiritual thing, you too will allow hatred in your heart and anger in your heart. And then you will be similar to what happens in Galatians 6.1, where it says, when you're trying to correct somebody, you who are spiritual, restore them in a spirit of gentleness. Otherwise, you will be tempted too, meaning you will be very much like the people you're trying to correct. And how awful would that be? Then we're just spreading anger and hatred around rather than God's word. So I ask that even though this is an extremely emotional time, I want to try and arm you with facts. I can't allow this time to go by without speaking about Israel's right to the land. We need to know the facts in order to speak confidently, calmly, and boldly. Please, when speaking about something that is so emotional, we don't win people over with anger or pithy comments, but rather facts and compassion. We want to have passion to show how we care a lot, but we don't want passion if it means we trample people with our words of truth. We have to show compassion, obviously, for Israel, I believe, but we also have to show passion for the Palestinians and people who disagree with us. Yeshua said that the two most important commandments are to love God and love our neighbor. We see this both in the New Covenant and the Old Covenant. Deuteronomy 6 and Leviticus 19.18. And when we don't do it, we're not representing God. This truly is a test for us as believers. It's a test for our mind and our heart and our actions. How will God view your test results. Okay, let's let's talk some facts here. Historically, the Jewish people have been in the land of Israel, which was called Palestine, for over 3,000 years with an unbroken tie to the land. It was called Judea. I mean, there are a number of names. Other groups that could have claimed the land are extinct. What group today, other than the Jews, can make that claim of 3,000 years tied to the land? There were various times when the Jews lost control of the land of Israel, but for the most part, they controlled it from the time of Joshua. In 70 AD, when the temple was destroyed and In 132 CE, or AD, either way, the Jews lost their land to the Romans and were dispersed. Though many stayed, the majority left and went into other lands. The Romans renamed the area Palestine in order to lessen, I believe, any identification with Israel or with Jewish people. So in the past 2,000 years, a number of people groups controlled Israel, lots of different groups. And the last major group was the Ottoman Empire, which was Turkey, and they 
had control for 400 years of Palestine until the end of World War I, when they picked the wrong side and their empire was broken up. And Britain gained control of Palestine, along with other areas. And once they got control in 1917, there was a declaration called the Balfour Declaration that was a promise to Israel that they could have what is now called the, the Land of Israel, along with the entire land that is now called Jordan. So they were promised a lot. But because of Arab pressure, the size of the land promised kept shrinking. And most of the land in the Palestine area was not desirable because it was so dry and not an easy place to live. However, once it was promised to the Jews, all the Arabs seemed to want it. Though people have been living in the Middle East for a long time, none of the countries that we currently know in the Middle East became formalized, just like Israel didn't become formalized till 1948. They also didn't get formalized into countries until the 20th century. So the first one was Syria in 1924, Iraq was 1932, Saudi Arabia, 1933, Lebanon, 43, Jordan, 46, just two years before Israel, and Iran, 1979. So in a sense, they're all newcomers. In the early 1900s, some of the Arabs, who were mostly considered nomads, were living in the land in, 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 in Israel, but calling themselves Palestinians because the land was referred to as Palestine. However, they did not formalize themselves into any type of government. They just kind of roamed, again, because the land was very... It it did not forgive people who tried to do anything with it. And at the same time, uh, in the early 1900s, many Jewish people started coming into the area looking for an area to become their homeland, Israel, because they were called Zionists. The late 1800s is when the Zionist movement began. And so people started moving into Israel. For both groups, it was extremely difficult to farm because, as I said, the land was so dry. However, the Jews developed ways to farm the land, And I believe it's a direct result of Scripture because God said that when the Jews were in the land, it would flourish. He he brought it to life. Yeah, I I guess the Jews had wonderful ways of doing it, but but it was it's all God. So the Jews also started farming, uh, forming a more formalized group, and. For instance, Tel Aviv, the city that we now know, a large city in Israel, but it was founded in 1909 as a suburb, kind of a Jewish suburb of the ancient Mediterranean port area called Jaffa, which is now called Yafo. 
and all throughout the 20s and the 30s, and certainly in the 40s, certainly during World War II, the number of Jews increased dramatically. Even through the 20s and 30s, there was a stream of Jewish people coming in, and a lot of them came from, you know, I know you, you're probably thinking they came from Europe, but the major, in, a large group came from Iraq, and Morocco, and other Middle East countries where Jewish people lived. So prior to this time, you know, in the early 20s and so, Jews and Arabs still lived mostly in peace. But as more Jews came into the land, the tensions increased. Now, though, as I've mentioned before, Britain promised the Jews a significant piece of land in 1917, which we now call Jordan, and they promised them the West Bank and Gaza as well. However, because of the pressure of the Arab nations, the British divided their mandate into two parts. So east of the Jordan River became the Emirate of Transjordan, later called Jordan. And believe it or not, this reduced the land that was promised to the Jews by 78%. Okay? So they got west and uh, of the Jordan, and that became Palestine, a mandate under British control, later to become Israel. And unfortunately, though, 75% of the land that was finally considered Israel was desert. <laughs> and in 1947, the UN proposed further dividing of the land. So a small piece of the small land that was given or was to be given to them, they gave to the Arabs, which became the West Bank and Gaza, to be an Arab state, which also makes no sense because they're not even connected, but um, and called Palestine. And they recommended, uh, the UN, that Jerusalem be an international zone. So that's that's what Israel uh, was asked to do. The Jews accepted it. The Arabs rejected it. Because the truth is, and we'll have to stop here, that the Arabs want all the land and they want the annihilation of Jewish people. Well, as I said, I have lots of things to give you if you want to read up on this, besides how to pray, a number of articles, one from Jack Hayford, just different wonderful people. Please just call our office. We'll send it out to you, 813-831-5673. And don't forget to put on your calendar the November 5th, at 3 p.m., North Straub Park, across from the Vinoy Hotel in St. Pete. Uh, it's going to be a great event, Standing with Israel. We want you to bring flags and posters and be in blue and white. We'll have a great time with music and messages, short messages about Israel. Look, uh, we, we just need you to pass the word on. I'll give you a lot more information next week or call our office, 813 831 Five, six, seven, three. Let's close in prayer. Father, I pray 
for my listeners to get excited about standing up for Israel. Because when you're standing up for Israel, I believe you're standing up from, for, from, for the Lord God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of David, and certainly, as we know, Yeshua, the Lord, the Word of God made flesh, as well as just God in the flesh. And so, Lord, we pray that you will cause them to act and bless, whether it's financially or in any way, and certainly to show up. And most important, I pray that all of our listeners will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.